invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. My guest today is a spiritual advisor and a medical intuitive. She has been naturally gifted with abilities to see, hear, feel, and know things. She is a Reiki master, and she was just named the Psychic of the Year for 2022 Ohm Times Magazine. You can find more information at TiffanyPowersHealing.com. She currently lives in Austin, Texas. Please welcome Tiffany Powers. Welcome, Tiffany. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to talk with you today. I'm <laughs> excited to talk with you, too. So let's get right to it. You've been hired by top medical and government entrepreneur professionals and even celebrities for your incredible accurate readings. Do you always did you always want to be a healer, psychic, or was it something that you were forced into because of an unexpected event? I always had a passion for spirituality and psychic work and I always knew that I was different and that I wanted to pursue you know, potentially a, a possible uh, different career than the norm. Um, I originally was actually going to be um, in the medical field, and I was unable to um, continue my uh, job in the medical field because I had a patient actually fall on me when I was a nursing assistant. So I actually had to quit my job. And it was at that time when I um, really stepped into being a professional psychic as a career and as a healer as well and spiritual teacher. And, um, and I have no regrets about it i love you know what i do for a living and um and it was always always being led you know down this path in one way or the other and then when i had that injury at the hospital um that really pushed me into this work but like i said i, I was very grateful for that well that's that's interesting because um you know you wanted to go into a different kind of healing and then you ended up becoming a, a healer that works with um you know dead people and you know living people so that's very interesting absolutely yeah and i did have a lot of when i was working at the hospital i had a lot of spiritual experiences and i would you know when my patients would pass away i would actually see their spirits and communicate with them and i would know before they were going to die um i also had a lot of experiences with hospitals being incredibly haunted that i worked at so i would just see like spirits all the time when i work there and have hear my name being called out and just have a lot of those types of things as well as um, medical intuitive experiences where I would feel like something was going to happen like with my patients and then it would. So a lot of my gifts were really activated even working at the hospital too. So would you consider with, with all your abilities, what do you consider your best one or maybe I should say your strongest one? Uh, I, I would say, I mean, I feel like that they're all really strong, um, but I definitely, I'm using my intuition quite a bit. I'm using my re remote viewing gifts a lot. I use them every day, usually in every session I, when I work with clients. And I find that to be um, very helpful because I'm able to really see into a person's energy and their life and even just like, you know, what they're wearing or, you know, the type of energy that they have. And that can be extremely helpful when I'm doing sessions. 
Well, remote viewing, um, that's been talked about a lot, especially in the 70s. Um, you know, they used that in uh, army type things and stuff like that. So would you say your remote viewing is similar to that or is a little bit different than that? I would say I haven't done, you know, too much research on how the army has utilized it. Um, I know they've used it to find, you know, people like enemies or, you know, people right. that were like Certain hiding underground, you know, they things. wanted to bomb and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So I would say that it works. It's pretty similar. Um, cause I can use it to like, you know, look inside somebody's house or, um, you know, if they're, if I'm like, they ask me to find something, I will use remote viewing to find it. Um, if there's like a missing person or a missing animal, um, or if, you know, if somebody wants to know, like, has there been, you know, bodies buried on my yard or graves or things like that? Um, you know, I use it like in, you know, in those different ways, um, but I also can use it to uh, even like check the energy. Like if somebody's going to be going somewhere, they want to know how the energy is going to be when they get there. I can see that, and then I can also use it in a way like the medical intuitive work, where I can you know look inside somebody's body and just see certain things. And I've been able to see even like cancer and things like that in people's bodies, and then they've been able to catch it early and then get treatment for it. So I, I, I would say it's probably similar to how the army uses it, but possibly different too. Sure. Maybe it's a little bit more um, advanced, I would say, because, you know, to look at someone and to see cancer and things like that, that's a great gift because people want to know, because you know, if you have cancer um, caught early enough, you can survive it better. So that's a great thing to have. Absolutely. Yeah. And people, they just are, they, I feel like they, when they're going to doc, I always encourage people to go to their doctors and to get like checkups and all of that. Um, but sometimes I, you know, I have people coming to me that they, they have a lot of health issues and they just can't figure out why they're still sick. They've gone to doctors and they're just not getting the answers that they need. So they, then they'll usually come to like a medical intuitive person so that they can see if I'm picking up something different that has not been found yet. So, like the disease, um, you know, the medical intuitive, because there's, there's the body has the body, uh, the physical, but there's also the spiritual. So you probably could see the spiritual clouding with that as well, right? Absolutely, yes. When I work with people, I'm looking at their organs. I'm looking to see, like the, you know, the physicality, the the anatomy, but. I also look at other aspects to see if does somebody have like entities, does somebody have demonic attachments, does somebody have spirit attachments, you know, what, what else is going on and, or, you know, has somebody like spiritually attacked them or sent harm their way or things like that. But I, yes, I also look at that too. Wonderful. That's great. Um, when you were first started out as a psychic medium, did you ever have a first impression and then second guess yourself? For fear of getting it wrong, and then your impression impression was proved to be right afterwards. Oh yeah, well I feel like I still, even though I've done thousands of readings, I still get a lot of anxiety before sure, I do like sure. a mediumship session, and I don't ever, you know, I don't ever want to be wrong. I don't want to, you know, I always want to do the best like by my clients. And um, but yeah, I've found that literally every single time that I've done a mediumship reading, I've of course been anxious, but then when I've given the people the specific information, um, they're shocked, they're really surprised, they're happy, you know, they feel relieved. Um, and then they usually just book like more sessions and we do more work. And then I usually, 
actually end up teaching them how to be mediums themselves so that they can do, you know, connect with their loved ones as well, which is really powerful as well. So, but yeah, I, I would say I feel like that a lot, but then I find out that, that, you know, the client will say, yes, that's hundred percent right. Or that's my dad or that's my brother or, you know, things like that. So I'm, it's, I, I'm always getting that feedback that it is correct, which is good. Yes. I had an experience once where I talked to this group, um, they're over in Europe and I had a dream the night before about this film that this guy was making and the, the guy is a filmmaker and somehow it got into an intuitive thing where they were trying to talk to everybody and he was trying to find out this certain thing and I didn't say anything about the film and that's really what he was asking about and I could kick myself because it made me <laughs> you know I was like darn it because it seems so you know he's a filmmaker so why would I think about a film you know so I get that that's pretty interesting yeah and I I've taught myself to just even though I'm anxious just to push through and just to like and even the things that I would think are strange or weird or like you know should I really mention that um I find that like those are actually usually the key things during readings that mean the most and make the most sense to people too so it's theirs and not yours so that's that's how you look at it you're going to give them the information it's their information and it's not your information, meaning that it has nothing to do with you. So you just put it out there, right? Is that what you do? Absolutely. And I, yeah. And I usually just tell them, like, I'm going to share information with you. And, you know, if it resonates with you, that's great. Um, if it doesn't make sense right now, just keep it with you and then let it play out because it could make sense like in a week or so. And but yeah, but they usually just say, you know, it makes sense. So, yeah. But I just had to become definitely more brave and courageous and just say those things instead of being scared but I definitely have been scared throughout my career to say things sometimes and anxious sure sure and you know some not everyone always um you know believes in psychics or has a negative connotation with it sometimes so that's kind of rough I would think especially with a new person starting out as a psychic person you know so <clears throat> Absolutely. And I, what's interesting is I find that my gifts kind of like if somebody is um, skeptical or negative, my abilities like just shut down and I literally can't work with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Energy is important. That is true. So this is interesting that you were talking about that because when um, my next question was when talking with clients, you can run into emotionally grieving, stricken people, depending on what is going on in their life. To me, that can be a bit overwhelming at times. How do you protect yourself from what I call the psychic flu? So, yes. Yeah, so I do, a lot of the work I do is intuitive readings. The other part is a lot of energy work, healing, coaching. So I do work with people like on a daily basis that are going through like very deep things. Um, and what I do to, to make sure that my energy stays really good and I'm not getting the psychic flu, um, as you said, I do a lot of self-care. I make sure I always have, like, things booked for me that make me happy, like a facial or a massage yes. or, or whatnot. Um, lots of meditation. I do a lot of meditation in my free time. And then I also am a big believer in salt cleansing baths, using different salts or Epsom salts and, you know, combining that with frequency music. And I do that a lot as well. But I, I do a lot of clearing and um, and I make sure that I'm disconnecting from people. Like after I'm done working with them, I visualize like an actual like disconnect happening between my energy and theirs. Yeah, that's true because you... There's like cling, no, people that cling to you sometimes. Their energy wants to cling to you, and you take it with you. You don't want to take it with you. you got to keep it away from, you know, your family and friends. So that's a good way to do that. 
Um, so would you say that um, psychics are are 100% accurate 100% of the time, or would you say not so much all the time? Well, I would say that, I mean, I really believe that people create their own reality. Mm-hmm. So each, you know, each person you are, I am, like everybody out there, we're manifesting our own reality. So we can change and alter our future by our free will and decisions we're making. Um, and when you, when somebody gets a reading, I'm reading in that moment in time. But in that reading, you could decide, like I could say, you know, Dorinda, you're going to get a new job or, you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, after the reading, you'd be like, well, I actually don't want a new job. I just want to stay where I am. I'm working. I, I like that, you know? So I, I think that readings are for that moment and there are going to be some really big things that will always be the same. Like, you know, if there's a destined partner that you're going to meet or, um, you know, just big destiny things, those are usually set in stone and those are major soul contracts. But I really think things can be interchangeable and it depends on people's energy, what they're creating. So I would say that, yes, they are accurate, but also that somebody's free will can change the outcomes of their lives as well. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Um, what do you say to a client who wants to come to you over and over again in a short period of time with the same questions? Is there a time that you would recommend for them to wait? Um, yeah, I would say, like, I, I do have some people that like to do sessions, like, every couple days. Sure, yes. Um, and they are more, um, ha- they're having usually a lot of anxiety and they're, like, needing some nurturing. But I, I always, like, for those people... I put in healing for them. I do coaching with them, you know, that kind of thing because they're needing that kind of help. But yeah, but I would say, I would recommend, like, if I was going to say, like, what is the, like, the best to do for a reading? Like, how often? Right. I mean, I would say, like, maybe once a month or even once every couple weeks. But if you're somebody that needs, like, healing or coaching, it's okay to do it more often. Um, but I would, yeah, but I would say, like, at least maybe once a month or once every couple weeks for, like, readings. Yeah, because, I mean, sometimes the, the information doesn't change that rapidly, does it? I mean, unless there's some sort of an event that happened, the the information doesn't usually change that rapidly, would you say? Or uh, Absolutely. Yeah, it usually doesn't change, um, yeah, unless, like, there's an event or, like, something really big that happened. It usually doesn't. And, or, you know, unless the person's manifesting something and they, you know, want to know or get updates on it, too. You know, that can be, but, Yeah. And there's the word manifesting. <laughs> Everybody manifests some things and it's too bad, you know, in the world that we're in right now um, with the COVID and all that stuff that has happened, there seems to be a lot more negativity going on and they seem to be manifesting more um, depression and things like that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I feel like that um, people have, ever, especially since COVID, um, I've noticed that people are more in fight or flight energy and that they're definitely having a lot more anxiety. Um, Being isolated was very hard for people. So they started struggling with a lot of mental health issues. um, And people were feeling afraid about money, finances, career, um, you know, different things like that, which is still happening right now because of the recession and that we're in. So, um, but yeah, I've definitely noticed that people have been more anxious than normal, I would say. When you do a reading and you see a death of someone, um, where do you see your responsibility? How would you handle that? 
if somebody was going to die. Yeah, if you see um, that. I mean, do you? how often do you see that? I know that you had talked about, um, you know, things can change. But, I mean, if something like that shockingly came to you, how would you handle that? So I would let the client know that I am seeing a death door. Okay. So, and, and basically, you know, death doors are, we all have them and they can be, you know, di like emergency surgery or a car accident or slipping and falling on ice or just, you know, different things like that. Um, and we all have several setups in our lives to have an out basically. So I will talk about death doors. I'll explain to the client. I'll explain like, you know, what I feel like it could be around if I feel like it's an accident or a health related issue. And I will just usually like let them know about it, what I'm picking up on. And I will tell them, you know, go to your doctor, go see a medical professional, um, you know, or if it's like something like an accident related thing, I'll explain that to them. Um, and then basically I give them, I just give them the information and they can do what they want with it. And a lot of times people will become proactive um, on certain health things. Um, for other things, it's like, you know, it could be like they have stage four cancer and they, you know, something for them, he, their healing is passing away. So it just also depends on the person and their situation. Sure, sure. It's a lot of responsibility to be a psychic, isn't it? <laughs> Yes, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Oh, yeah, and I get asked really loaded questions, and oh my gosh, and I just have to keep my cool, and you know, and just. But I always, my whole thing is like always just doing it with love, and also if I'm working with like people in the government or celebrities and stuff, I just remind myself that we're just all humans, you know, and we're all just like walking each other home. I love that quote, and. I just, yeah, so I just do that to help with my anxiety when I'm working with people, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, my husband Joe and I are demonologists. Um, sometimes uh, ghost hunters can run into diabolical forces. I call that ghost hunting yes. with a twist. As a psychic, have you ever encountered an unholy spirit? Oh, a lot. <laughs> Often, and um, yeah, I, ha I definitely have, and um there, I mean, there've been some really wild experiences. Like one time when I was working, living in Michigan, working in Michigan, I was doing um, a clearing for one of my clients and I was at an office and um, I was using this crystal wand that I had that I just bought. Mm -hmm. And um, I was clearing this client and doing psychic surgery and cutting, you know, cutting it off or moving the entity off this client. And um, when I did the, after I did it, my wand explode the crystal exploded oh and just sh and it like flew everywhere like in the like it was the wildest one of the wildest things I've ever seen and um it was just really wild and um another time I was um we were I was staying with my um, now husband at his old house and the, the house was extremely haunted um no one had ever died there or anything but it was just very haunted and then we woke up in the middle of the night and I felt like a dark presence there and um, in the middle of the night, the the um, pictures started flying off the walls. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. I had to do, like, a major clearing, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning with, like, sage and my white candles. And just, like, I had to go in and do, like, a major demon, you know, clearing because it felt very dark. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are a lot. You know, Joe, Joe and I run into some stuff all the time. And it's, it's, it's pretty interesting and uh, very scary sometimes. Um, <clears throat> so do... do uh, ghost hunters contact you and ask you to go on ghost hunts with them? Um, I haven't, I mean, I'm totally open to that. I have not done it in a 
a while. I've been more kind of like in the office and like working with people, you know, remotely and just kind of like on the phone. But yes, I have done things like that before. Um, and I am definitely interested in that. Um, I had some very interesting experiences in the past with that. I, I even had one where I was in Bath, Michigan, um, where there there was the man that blew up the school. Oh, I don't sure, know if the you've Bath ever heard of that school story. disaster. Yes, yes, yes. And I was there with a the ghost hunter, and um, we had recordings of the guy cussing me out, like swearing at me, calling me every name under the sun, like on the recorder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt, you know, I felt his energy um, when I was there. Um, but yes, and I've had other experiences where. I've, um, you know, done ghost hunting and helped, you know, people cross over that were stuck, you know, things like that. So, so yeah, I've definitely, I've done it before, um, previously and, um, lately I've not, but I'm definitely interested in it still. I know some ghost hunters in Texas. I'm just letting you know, if you want me to give me okay. a number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some haunted places around here. I'll hook here. you guys up. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I, I, you know, see, I always believe that you should have a psychic with you when you go ghost hunting anyway, but, you know, they, they like all the equipment now. They like the, all the, the bells and whistles. They don't like the old-fashioned, you know, psychic ability um, to find out where the ghost is and then again that's another thing too what you talked about crossing over is like i don't want to live in a house that there's a ghost i think they should be crossed over and some people say no leave the ghost there and you're like no it's like they have a they had a life and they're stuck in this this you know uh, ghost realm you should move them on to their next existence but some people don't want to do that so how do you feel about that you feel that ghosts should be moved on to their next existence or um it's really up to the client I always promote them to move them on, and um, I do a lot of work, like, daily, you know, helping people cross their family members over, Um, you know, if people are moving into a new house and there's a spirit there, cross them over, so I do do that all the time, and I really believe they should, because I find that if people are, or spirits are stuck, like, on, you know, properties or homes or land or whatnot, um, they can sometimes be re-experiencing their trauma over and over again or the same story. Right. So right. when they're, yeah, when they're crossed over, there's a definite difference in their energy and they feel more at peace to me. Um, and I can just tell, you know, the difference. And I, and I find that like people that have committed suicide or have had traumatic deaths sometimes take longer to, you know, they, they don't go right away sometimes. So they and need that extra they relive kind of, that. They relive that the trauma, you know, especially like someone who commits suicide, you know, I find that sometimes they relive that, that trauma of their suicide, which is sad because the reason why they did that is to, you know, have relief for it. And then, you know, they don't always. So. Oh yeah. I agree a hundred percent. I feel like that it's so I, yes, I do a lot. I'm a full believer in crossing people over and I teach people how to create portals to help people to cross over and all of that. So I, a lot. I do that probably every day. Very good. Um, in your bio, you talked about helping someone with their intuitive development. Do you believe that we all have a bit of intuitiveness, but like a muscle, it needs to be developed? I do. I do. And I, I believe also that when um, people are ready, that their teacher appears. And I love yeah doing teaching people intuitive development is so important to me because then they can 
take that. They can empower themselves in their own life. They can help other people. They can start a business that they want to. So I, I love doing it. And I feel that, yeah, I feel like a lot of people are extremely intuitive and they have gifts and abilities. And with law of attraction, I always attract people that are gifted um, and that are empathic or, you know, they just want to learn more about their gifts. So, so yeah, so I, I, I think a lot, most people are, and that if they work on it, they can be very good. And, and, but the biggest thing is just trusting their abilities. Right. Right. Yeah. When you're first starting out, like you said, it's, it's a lot of responsibility. Um, <clears throat> I know that when I, um, found out that I was intuitive. I didn't want it. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. You know, and everybody kept telling me, well, you are. Yes, yes, yes. And I kept saying no, because I didn't want the responsibility of it. So it's interesting how, you know, uh, that, you know, happens. And then um, when Joe, because Joe and I are new, um, we were married seven years ago. So when I met him, I found out he was a demon hunter and I wasn't involved yet. And then things happen to his group, you know, cause one of the things about demon hunters is that they don't stick around long because if something happens, they freak out and they go away cause it's not that much fun. Um, and I kept saying, no, no, no. And then here I am, I'm working with him with a demonic as well. So it's funny how that all works out. So <laughs> yeah. I know it's like, really? I, no, 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 I don't want it. Okay. <laughs> um, Tiffany, you are trained in the theta healing. So tell me what theta healing is. So theta healing, I, I absolutely love it. Um, I did, I did a lot of training in that and, um, you know, to be a practitioner, to be a teacher, um, I'm no longer active as a teacher. I just can't at this time because I'm so busy right now. Um, but what I love about theta is that it's working with people and their belief systems and, um, and it's basically releasing negative beliefs and then replacing them with really positive beliefs and it's helping people to you know if they have like different things like they're unworthy or they're not good enough or just you know there's just so many different variations and that it, it could be replacing it with that you are worthy that you are good enough so it's it's reprogramming people with their permission of course always um and help and helping them from the inside out so that they can change their beliefs and then because of that their outer world and outer life will completely change uh, because I, I really believe that our outer world is a reflection of our inner beliefs. So if it's possible to change all of that and really do that inner work, that deep inner work, then your whole world should start to change completely on the outside. Do you work with Akashic Records? I do, yes. Because okay. that, that sounds a lot like, to me, you know, the Akashic Records, what, what's happened in life, lifetimes before that we have to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not very oh, familiar I do, with that, I, do. But I, I know of it. I, I don't work with that, but... Um, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, um, I've i never been trained in Akashic Records, but I've, I already have learned, like, through meditation how to go and check them and then to get information about people and um, their relationships with others and why it was the way it was, past life connections, and then I do a lot of energy healing to actually, you know, just clean stuff up and clear stuff up with, like... You know, if, if somebody has had like a toxic relationship with their mother and then going in and, cl you know, clearing that up from past lives and seeing what the contracts are with them and then, you know, helping it to be more peaceful in this lifetime if that's what it's meant to be. Yeah. And uh, the mother, uh, the mother daughter dynamic is always interesting. <laughs> it's like, it's always yes. very interesting. Um, yeah. To help clear that up. Cause you wonder why sometimes, um, you know, 
you have these 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 things with your mother, you know. So because you know the the in uh, the you know Freudian things, they always say you know what's your mother, <laughs> you know when you go to see a, a counselor, a psychiatrist, they always you know a, a, a Sigmund Freud always said it was your mother complex or whatever. You're like oh wow okay great. <laughs> <laughs> yes, lots of healing. I yeah I work with people a lot on trauma and their moms, their dads, their, um, you know, I, work, I do a lot of healing about nar like narcissistic parents, um, narcissistic exes, people going through narcissistic divorces. That's a big topic that I work on a lot. And I really, I really love it. And people just are so happy to find like an alternative way to do that work. Yeah, that's good. Because it's like, you hold on, I always call it a big backpack of crap. You know, it's like, get that backpack off your back. And move forward, you know, because they always hold on to, you know, stuff that's not going to help them in their future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And people just, they feel lighter. They feel better. They, they, they're just like, I don't want this anymore. Can you just get the, get rid of this? I'm like, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, um, so you're a Reiki master. Um, I understand Reiki energy, but my question with the Reiki is that do you find when you do the Reiki energy that your uh, intuitiveness comes on like, you know, 10,000%? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. So when I do Reiki, it's always remote, and um, I will usually combine it with like a body scan on people, like mm -hmm. a medical intuitive, and also checking the spiritual things as well, like if there's any entities or just other stuff going on. Um and then I will, I usually, with Reiki, it, you know, comes down through your chakras, you channel that energy and it com comes out of your hands usually, and then you send it to the client. So I will do that. I also, I do Theta too. So I will send downloads, I will send clearings, I will do, I kind of combine like everything together. Um, and then I, after that I'm done, I usually give the person like a little reading or just like a, you know, just like a synopsis of what was done and what I cleared, what I worked on and, you know, things like that. And I ask them how they're feeling. And, and, um, and I do that a lot for my remote healings, especially ones where I'm not talking to people like live. It could be just like a text or an email type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I went down the rabbit hole when I was a Reiki master and I, I got into acupuncture and I got into, uh, hypnosis. I mean, it's like, you, you, it's funny how those things will lead you to other things like, you know, your theta training and, 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 you know, medical intuitiveness is like you start one thing and it keeps bringing you into other things. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I and I feel like that people just, they need all those different facets and I like combining it into, you know, just like whatever is needed. Let's just do that. Like I always tell people, we'll just do whatever you need during the time. Mm-hmm. So you're a metaphysical minister, um, and I find this very interesting. Um, you were voted number eight in the U.S. and number 29 in the world for healing. So tell me about that. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, was, I was very blessed to um, be voted by my awesome clients, and they usually will submit me for different things. Um, and I think for that, it was published in a book. And then I also just was voted for the, the, um, the AMIs, Om Times Magazine, which is a really awesome spiritual magazine, um, as the top psychic, and it's basically just by vote. So there's just different people that are up, and then people come in and just vote for me. And I was was very grateful for. I just have a lot of awesome supporters that support my work, and I'm very blessed that they'll you know vote for me, and I'm just so happy about that. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, and congratulations on that, by the way. Um, 
Okay. Thank you. You won um, psychic awards like the Lux Life E Magazine in England and Wales. So you're international. And then um, Shea Parker's Best American Psychic. Now, I want you to talk a little bit about the Shea Parker and her directory and the process that you have to go through. So for Shea Parker, um, it's basically, for the, yeah, the best psychic, um, best American psychics, it basically, sh it's an invite only group. Um, so they will invite you. Um, and then I, ha I had to go through specific, like they had me, they tested me. And they had me do readings for uh, a couple people, and then the people had to give feedback to see if I was um, acceptable or not to be added. And then they background check us, and they also just like look everywhere online, like just to make sure that we're we are legitimate, that you know we're not a bad person. So I, they kind of put you through some hoops to, to make sure that like you're acceptable to be on the team. And then luckily I've been with them for a while now. I can't, I don't even know how many years now, but, um, but I've been working with them for a while and, um, and they did accept me, which is good. And I was nervous when I did my readings. So sure. I was like, I hope I did good. Cause I was like, Oh gosh. Cause you don't, you don't know the people. It's just like random and you just do these readings and then they give feedback to, and then I never heard the feedback, but they're like, you're accepted. I'm like, okay, I guess I was, I guess it was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like I took a real estate uh, course and they go, it's either pass or fail. And I, you know, the first one I failed and the second one I passed, I'm like, okay, it doesn't matter what, what, what my score was. I passed. <laughs> I just got it. I got it. So that's good. But, um, so that's pretty interesting. So, um, when people come to you, they know that you're the kind of the real deal because you have been tested and there's a lot of charlatans out there that people use to, um, give people false information. So what would you recommend people to find the best psychic for them in their particular, uh, state? I would recommend for people to get a referral um, to definitely, you know, if somebody knows someone that had a good experience, that's always the best way. Um, but also to look for psychics that were actually tested. And, um, and yeah, and even Best American Psychics, there's many of us that we live, you know, in different states. So you can always, you know, check them out as well. Um, or you can work with me. You know, I can work with anybody anywhere. Um, but, yeah, but it's good to just, like, research people and look look them up and just make sure that you feel comfortable, read people's reviews, and just, and just see how you feel, like, especially in your body. Like, when you think about working with somebody, do you feel light? Do you feel good? Or do you feel a sense of, like, heaviness in your body? If you feel light, that's probably a good person for you. But if you feel like heaviness or kind of a weird energy, um, it's not good. And if somebody is asking for tens of thousands of dollars and saying things like, you know, you're super cursed. I need to do all these rituals now and you need to pay me 10,000 and then another 10 and maybe another 10. And they're, they're doing that to you. Um, that person is probably a fake. And unfortunately that's happened to a lot of people that, um, I have come to me and they've said, Tiffany, is this person fake? Because they told me I've got all these curses. I've been giving them all this money. And, um, you know, is this real or fake or what's going on? And, you know, so it, it's been really sad that a lot of people fall for that. But that that is a sign of a fake psychic. Right. Yeah. Tens of thousands of dollars is not uh, necessary. And uh, um, I think um, uh, curses are uh, subjective. Um, we had a we had a case um, that this woman had um, actually went to she found someone on a line went to Africa to get a spell because her her husband had left her and so she was looking for you know a new person she she wanted well not a new person she wanted a, a love spell to get her husband back 
and it was four thousand dollars and they sent her a bunch of beads <laughs> from africa they sent her these beads okay and come to find out what they actually had sent her was an incubus as well because um you know they she wanted you know a love match with back with her husband and you know they said well i guess if she wants someone we'll send her someone so just be really careful because you never know what you're going to get in those boxes um you know from different places and um usually the people that are charlatans are usually from other countries would you say or do you think that there's they're something? here they're oh man yeah okay so they're here well. i mean they're yeah yeah, I mean, I even like recently was working with somebody, and sh the um, the person she had worked with was um, that was the charlatan was San Antonio. Um, the other one was uh, in up in New York. Uh, the other one that I worked, the client that I work with, um, sh the charlatan that was coming after was from Miami. Oh my goodness! Um, so they're, I mean, they're yeah, they're all over, and they will definitely give you a, like a fear based reading and then they will say, well, you need to pay me like, you know, tens of thousands of dollars and then they'll scare people and, you know, Oh, to protect your family or to keep your husband or to get this person back or yeah. But I would say they're in the U S but also outside it as well. Yeah. If they tell you that you need to remortgage your house, there's probably a charlatan. <laughs> you don't need all that. <laughs> right, right, right. Or yeah, I agree. Or one, one more thing I just want to add. Um, they also can like they'll say like bad things about you like your energy is bad or negative or yeah. your chakras are bad and then they'll say okay well I need to do this you know ritual and then it will the same thing you know it's a similar thing and that's just ridiculous because I always tell people you can always if you need to clear your chakras or do energy healing you can just do it in a session it doesn't need to cost like tens of thousands of dollars so I always right. just let people know that right um I just wanted to repeat this again because it's really important. The most recent um, uh, Ohm Times magazine, you were uh, named Best Psychic for 2022. Congratulations on that. Now, Ohm Thanks. Times magazine is an e-magazine that people can uh, look at for free, I do believe. So that was very impressive that you had won that. So uh, congratulations again. So, okay. Thank you. I know you handle a lot of business. So how do you handle your family life? Um, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, I, I do the best that I can. I take it day by day. And with my business, I have to be extremely organized. So everything is organized, a schedule. I luckily have a team that helps me, which is awesome. Um, and then I have, you know, five children. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm married, and I have three dogs, and I have a cat. Your <laughs> so, house is full. And I'm a cancer, so I'm very oh, nurturing goodness, yeah. to everybody. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so I just, what I do is I just, I have really good boundaries, and I will just, it's like, okay, work is left with work, um, and then when I'm with my family, I focus on them, and I just try to time everything and make sure that, everybody's getting their time their needs met that you know everyone feels special that the kids feel loved that you know I, I check on them a lot um two of my kids have, are out of the house um but I just make sure that I'm always staying in touch with everybody and I usually you know if I'm not seeing them every day I'm texting them I'm making plans but yeah, I just I some people are like you're superwoman and sometimes I'm like maybe I am I don't know but but I just I I but family is so important to me and um, but also so is my work. So I just try to keep it separate, but organized and, um, and just having a lot of boundaries, healthy boundaries too. When, um, you do your healing work, 
Um, there are children out there that have special needs. Does the healing work work differently with those children, or is it pretty much the same? So I, that's, uh, yeah, this is great that you're asking this. So, and actually my stepson, he is special needs. So, um, which is really, like, I was so blessed to have, you know, my, my stepson being special needs because I've learned so much through, um, through him and just like being with him and helping him and everything. And, um, and he's an amazing human being. And I actually work with special needs children all the time. And I actually, this is very interesting, but I, um, I communicate with special needs adults and children that cannot speak so that their parents can understand what's going on with them. Wonderful. That's wonderful. Wow. That is wonderful. It's awesome. It's helpful. And it's so, it's so powerful. And a lot of them are super gifted. They're empathic. They have abilities. Um, you know, they could be showing signs of frustration and their mom is like, I just don't know what's wrong. And then I can tell them like what they're trying to tell their mom. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I actually work with special needs adults and kids a lot. That's, that's very awesome. What we find in our demonic is a lot of times, um, there's people that have, uh, mental illness and the demonic doesn't necessarily cause mental illness, but it exasperates it. So we run into a lot of people, the schizophrenics and things like that, that we have to learn how to, you know, uh, talk to them and say, okay, we're going to get rid of this demonic, but the schizophrenia is still going to be there and your bipolarness is going to be there, but it's going to be lightened up a little bit. So it's, it's interesting work there too, because sometimes you think, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? And so, um, we find it very, very um, rewarding doing that as well. And, you know, mental illness seems to be on the rise for people lately. Um, you know, the depression and things like that. So, you know, they should seek out some, you know, healing somewhere so that they can, you know, get through this, navigate this world that we live in right now. Because there's a lot of things that are going on that are not necessarily, um, you know, good. So, yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I, um, I, I do, I work with people with mental illness, special needs, and then I do a lot of energy work clearing. Um, sometimes we have to do like entity cleansings and things like that. Um, but I, yeah, I have worked with people like with multiple personality disorders as well yes. as, um, yeah, like bipolar, borderline, um, schizophrenia, you know, things like that. And, and a lot of moms will, have me like do remote work on their kids with mental illness or their grown, you know, children with mental illness too. And they seem, I mean, it's like there's, they're desperate to find someone to understand that because there's not a lot out there that people can work with that type of thing. And you feel, you feel bad for the parents because all they want is their child, you know, to be whatever normal that is for them and to be happy and not to be frustrated. So Right, right. Or if they have like something like a, you know, if somebody has like schizophrenia, but they have like an entity that's like disturbing them, right. they they just want their child to just not be suffering like, you know, like with that entity because it can be terrifying for them. Sure. And that's the thing. As a parent, we don't want our kids to suffer regardless of what they have going on. So. Right. Yeah. So is there anything that you would like my audience to know about you, Tiffany, that we didn't uh, talk about here today? Um, think about that. I would, I would just say that if, uh, that I, I really want to encourage people to go into this type of work 
to not be afraid of it. And, you know, people are sometimes afraid of getting judged by others. They judge themselves. They're worried that they will not be accepted. But I really think that the world needs more healers. The world needs more intuitives. The world needs more spiritual teachers. And, um, and if, you know, and I would just encourage people to do that and just to not be afraid to, you know, shine their light and do what makes them happy. And to, if they're, you know, if people are feeling unhappy, like with their career, or their job, just to be open to, you know, something different or other possibilities and just like following their path and, finding their joy, you know, because I feel like so many people are, you know, they get up and they go to work and they don't like their life and they're not happy and they know they're spiritual, they know they have abilities, but they're scared or they're doubting themselves. And, um, you know, and I, I just want to share that I just, I feel like people should just try to release their fears and step into their power and to do what makes them happy. And if they do, their whole life will change. Um, do you do life coach stuff? I do. Okay. So if anyone needs life coaching, Tiffany's there. I do. That too. So, all right. Yes. Business well, coaching too and life coaching. Perfect. Yeah. Tiffany, thank you um, for taking the time uh, from your busy, busy life to speak to me to get today. For more information on Tiffany, go to Tiffany Powers with an S healing.com. This is Dorinda Stewart and I am the wife of a demon hunter. Till next time.